Good afternoon and welcome to another Sunday's programming of Wellness Half Hour. Every Sunday we are privileged to have you, our listeners, to have this platform, Inspiration Family Radio, to talk about wellness. And we always start by defining wellness so that people make that shift. It's a paradigm shift from what goes on over here around in the larger community or what you see on Google. We say wellness is our starting point. It's a gift from our Father in heaven. It's a perspective on our health that gives reverence to the source of our being. It's not just the absence of disease or balance of spirit, mind, and body. It is a gift. It's our starting point. Our Father in heaven has created us in his image and likeness, in perfection. Both our human body, which is our internal environment, and the outer body, which is the earth we, we live on. From that starting point, we then impart that if ailment now shows up, there are five pillars we ought to examine. Number one, spirituality. Number two, mindset. Number three, nutrition. Number four, our lifestyle. And number five, environment. We call this the five pillars of wellness. And where there's awesome balance in the, in the pillars, where there's lots of forgiveness, lots of goodness, lots of optimism, lots of sound, organic, natural food, where the, where the lifestyle is in alignment with our nature, as, our being as natural beings, an environment is clean, it's pristine, it's in harmony with us. Sunlight, air. Those roots give rise to a tree that is awesome, radiant, green, with vibrant leaves and succulent fruits. However, when those root systems of unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, pessimism, just negative outlook. Nutrition is full of chemicals, fertilizers, pesticides, herbicides, preservatives, and lifestyle is off alignment with our nature, lack, lack of sleep, lack of exercise, and our environment is polluted from the air to the water. And we don't get sunlight. It gives rise to a tree. At its branches are not radiant green. They are yellow and red and orange, which implies they will soon, those leaves will soon drop off. Those branches we identify as the elements we deal with in our society today, from diabetes to high blood pressure to the big bad wolf of cancer, autoimmune disorders, depression, anxiety, even liver problems and kidney problems. So in wellness, we are saying that if you are in alignment with our nature, wellness just flows naturally. And truly, this is an empowering perspective. This, this doesn't come from the arrow in the village. It doesn't come from whatever other... We, it empowers us to be responsible for the choices we make every blessed day. Yes, some of us don't have the information. That's what we're all about here at Inspiration FM, Family Radio. We give tons of information every week. This month is all about cancer, breast cancer. But we're not going to talk about breast cancer because you hear about that plenty, plenty from all the other stations. We're going to go a bit further back to help understand that who you are today didn't start today. It starts much earlier. So for the next two Sundays, we'll explore childhood cancers, childhood ailments, and things that we do in our childhood, and even before childhood, during pregnancy, that create the, the environment for ailments like cancer and other chronic diseases to thrive. Today, to join with us, and hopefully next week also, we have someone who's been in the industry for a very long time and has perspectives that are refreshing. Introduce Dr. Mrs. Neka Nwobi. Nwobi with a double B. 
Yes, I remember you too. Yes. <laughs> Welcome. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. She is the founder of Children Living with Cancer, Cancer Foundation. I was about to say, Children Living Without Cancer Foundation. By God's grace. By God's grace. All right. Let's get some perspective. What inspired you to step into this space? This NGO, folks, does tremendous work. And as you learn, take notes, reach out to her if you need some of her wisdom, her assistance, because we are seeing the very unenviable trend of this ailment descending on our children. Good afternoon again. Thank you. So, um, I started Children Living Casa Foundation 20 years ago, 2003, and um, it was basically because um, at that time there were no, no charities in Nigeria for childhood cancers, and um, I was a resident in Adlut, and meeting a, the child was two years going on three, and the father had no idea whatsoever that children can have cancer. And so when I told him that we were going to, you know, like a fresh, I just started residence and, you know, without the, any prime, but I just told him, well, I will need to investigate this child for leukemia. And man was like, hold on, is leukemia not blood cancer? I said, yes. And he flew into a rage and he was so upset. So that's why it doesn't like coming to all these teaching hospitals. How can you say that a child, this child is barely three can have cancer, a child, he was so upset. Long story short, the child actually had leukemia and um, I and the child became such good friends, you know. Um, from emergency room, I made them in the emergency room, from emergency room, going up to the ward, I was now posted to hematology oncology unit and the child waited for me to come. When he was discharged, he never came back until the day before he passed. And this, this was about me about six months, seven months in between. You know, the parents had exhausted all their money and they had nowhere to run to. So that was actually what um, inspired us to start. I, I went around looking for money to make sure that he had his medications. At that time, we needed about between twenty five and 50,000 Naira for his medication. This was 2003. So that was how it actually started. And here we are now. So rest in peace. Amen. A very moving story. And it impacted a young house officer in training. Took her beyond the empathy, the sympathy to take action. What can we do proactively? to avoid this becoming a recurring factor. Hence, the foundation was created. Yeah. How has the journey been with Children Living with Cancer Foundation? Oh, it's been very rough. Very, very rough. Because um, more often than not, people don't believe that children have cancer. So it's like an uphill task getting people to even believe that you're not trying to scam them, you know. Um, and then some people believe that it's a death sentence. I had actually met with a pharmacist who said to me, like, look, 
if you she was an md of a company if you go back change your proposal to hiv i would give you the funds you need but to tell me that this child is is going to survive or this child is going to survive i won't buy that they will all die so there's no point putting good money to bad use and i was like look even if some of them would die they don't need to die in pain so if your money or your defense you give us is just to give them a painless you know as near normal life as possible before they pass if that's what you believe because for me i don't think we've, we'll have we'll have many survivors in all our programs these survivors come their parents come so the earlier we find it out the better for us and you know statistically in um abroad they have between 80 to 90 percent cure rates unlike here where we'll have about 20 to 25 percent is increased now to 25 percent you know and i believe that's part, partly you know partly because of what we have done in the in this um, uh, region so it's been an uphill task and then getting parents really really you see a parent whose child have cancer and the, the treatment starts and you see the wastage of these children you know the the uh, their body goes that's the side effects of the medication and all that some parents cannot stand that and they will take their children away and i must say that in these 20 years i've almost like have like a mind shift you know from when we started to where we are now chemotherapy radiotherapy, and all that are great but then we need to you know I, that's my own um, personal finding we need to go down to the roots of what is actually causing this and tackle it at that root and not just give because more often than not even with the radiotherapy chemotherapy and whatnot they have recurrences so which means that there's something that is either in the system or that makes them to come back again even after they've been cured of the first cancer we'll have a child who had two cancers you know Happily, the child is alive and well today, but I'm sure that's not what he, what he is today. It's not what he would have wanted his life or what his life would have been if the thing was tackled um, from the root when the child first came to the hospital. The doctor has raised several, several points that deserve further I mean, discussion and thought. She talked about the financial component that... Families run their resources dry because of this ailment. It is financially very debilitating, which tells us whatever we can do to prevent it should be done. She said people who are capable of assisting, some say, why put good money to, quote-unquote, bad use? Because they expect these children not to survive. So that also requires a bit of a mindset shift. Shift. Need to address that one. She has touched also on the recurrence. That even with the current treatment models we have, chemo, radiation, somehow, even though the child may be, um, cancer may be in remission or cured, there tends to be a recurrence. She gave us some statistics that abroad it's about an 80 plus percent um, cure rate. Here we're about 20 um, percent. Can you give us a bit of a 
historical perspective, children's cancer, has it always been with us? Or is this a recent phenomenon? Well, I, I think as a medical student, I saw quite a few. And um, mm -hmm. funny enough, I think there is um, stigmatization, you know, where cancers are concerned, whether adults or children. I've seen children sent to the village so that the people in where the child is living would not know what the child had. You know, a particular one in question actually had to come back to Lagos after the, the maternal grandmother that he was living with passed. And the father refused to have that child in his house. And the child was in loot and passed on in loot. He wasn't allowed to come home because neighbors and family and friends would see him the way he was. So I, I believe that although they, they were there, they were fewer than they are now. I believe that, you know, things happened not just to the body, but environmentally. That, you know, it's not every person, every one of us have cancer cells in our body. So what are we doing to increase the rate of it manifesting is what we actually need to get down to. Because I believe that that is the root of, you know, the problem that... Um, we're having now. So historically, they are there. They were there. But I don't think that they were as much as they are now. And then again, having said that, I believe that now they may be um, somewhat of a more um, awareness, not just on childhood cancer, but on on other cancers. And because we actually go searching for it, most times, you know, they come after this kind of program. That this, this, this is what is happening to this child. Could it possibly be that, 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 and then, you know. So definitely there's an increase, but because, and, and again, we don't have statistics in Nigeria. So that's another thing that um, we need to talk about. Wow, so many, <clears throat> so many questions to, to, to build up upon. The stigmatization, this reminds me of as a family I knew when I came back to Nigeria I would see them at church or at events and I assumed they had just one child that's, that's what we would see one day I went to visit them at home and while I was in the living room talking with, the, with, the, with them this ball of energy sped into the living room behind the sofa, around, boom, the dining room and out. And then along came this um, massive trailer chasing him, the house help. And I looked, I, I turned, I, I was baffled. What was that? <laughs> they had a child with autism whom they never bring out of the house. So folks, whether it's autism or it's cancer, if you are taking your child for a regular check and they can pick this these oddities early, they're not stigmas where we need to now suddenly barricade the child in the village or in the house. There's expert help. There are resources. Children with children living with cancer. There are experts in the community who can assist. Again, we the parents have to also deal with a bit of a mindset shift. The so-called stigmatization has to be addressed too. 
how have you successfully addressed some of these stigmatization challenges or the mindset of the parent challenges? Um, I think basically um, we meet every month um, as we meet with the parents and the children themselves because every the last act of every month we have we celebrate children born in that month and we encourage people who are born in that particular month to come and celebrate their birthdays with us you know giving back to society and even making these children know that they are loved and cared for and so at those meetings we discuss everything you know because all of us they have one um, relationship to child cancer or the other so there is no shame there is no nothing to hide there's no stigma you know so at that point we talk about it and then the most inspiring thing is that when you talk to a parent and that parent understands what you're saying that parent is, is in the best position to actually talk to another parent you know because now this is me i'm in the same shoes on the same boat as you are and this is how i'm handling because that is what we actually do we try to you know get parents to um talk about how they are handling their issues how and then we get parents whose children have survived to come talk with the parents who are challenged at that at this you know um, moment you know so those parents would tell what they went through and how they overcame whatever it was that their challenge was some parents really it could be the children at home that could be their issues you know the children being feel, you know feeling neglected that all the love and attention is being centered on this particular child you know and some would actually wish that they have such illness that so that their parents can shower all that love and attention on them you know so all those things are things that we discuss even the stigma that comes with it it is not anybody's fault and then again um some parents especially the the fathers actually blame the mothers for such illness and i really wonder why because it takes two to make a baby you know and um one evil man said to me that that either the wife went to do a way match because his this child cannot be his child that uh, before the they got married he had done the investigation and all that and then there's no cancer in his family and they were told there was no cancer in the woman's family so how come this child has cancer this is a way my child is not a he's not his baby you know so these are the things that we actually see and we actually you know try to discuss and dispel you know as much as we possibly can but the human mind is quite funny every paragraph you mentioned i'm learning so much and there's so much to take even further the power of community the power of openness sincere discussion when one parent understands the genesis or the prog progression of this ailment they share with another parent who's going through it the parent is more comfortable that's community folks if you're listening and you know someone who's in this scenario please get them out let us undo this strange behavior strange misunderstanding all right it's time for a brief break and we'll come back we'll open the lines when we come back the line here is zero seven zero zero nine two three nine two three nine two three zero seven zero zero nine two three nine two three nine two three certainly can send us a whatsapp or telegram on zero eight one seven three one three six one nine three
not here to prove anything. We just want you to have the best time listening to your radio. Inspiration 92.3 FM. <laughs> to Maple Canadian College. It's a dream come true. Really? Tell me more. The college offers a university pathway program that provides the Ontario Secondary School Diploma credits ranked in the top four international high school programs, mom. Plus, it's in Lagos. Hmm, very impressive. To learn more about general admissions into MCC, please call 0906-254-0705 or visit www.maplecc.ca Listen to Fidelity SME Forum at 5.30pm on Tuesdays with repeat broadcasts at 6.30pm on Thursdays as we continue to equip you with insight, skills and expertise required for building a sustainable business only on Inspiration 92.3 FM. wellness half hour we are exploring children living with cancer and the foundation that has for 20 years been literally quietly behind the scenes doing a lot to address so many facets of this challenge from the financial aspects to the stigmatization to even the personal interpersonal emotional components she just shared with us a, a very touching story where a child with living with cancer became very close to her own daughter and impacted hard on her. Can I ask you to just share so that everything we can do, folks, to minimize, prevent these things from occurring, it's imperative we do so because the journey is not easy on anybody. Not the family, of course, not the child suffering from the ailment, but the friends and also even the caregivers. Sometimes you all think that we doctors, we are made of what? It, um, what is it? it's, not, it's not like that's a firewood. Kaki. We're also humans. We have emotions. And sometimes we, we get overly involved in these scenarios. Please, just, just share this. Yeah, so I had this lovely little girl. Very inquisitive, very intelligent, very beautiful. And she was nine. My daughter then was eight. And because i did not believe in house helps bringing up my children i go everywhere with my children so she was always with me and so she got you know close to this little girl and we had traveled came back from america where my daughter picked up things for herself and for the girl and we were waiting to go to loot to give it to her and then i was in the kitchen cooking the doctor on duty called you know and was like this child had passed on. On hearing that, suddenly my legs buckled and I fell. On falling, I shouted and my daughter ran into the kitchen where I was. I was like, Mommy, what is it? Is so and so and so dead? And I'm like, just let's calm down first. Of course, that answer didn't allay her fears and she was crying and I was crying. And um, after that, we both had to like you know um decrease the attachment and the you know the frequent visits 
through the world, you know. And he reminded me of um, one of my professors, Professor Timiye, who had said to me that, look, in as much as you are pained when the child passes, you don't show it because if you, the doctor, is showing it, what do you expect the parents to do? So just like Dr. Jewell just said now, you, you get attached. There's no way you can get attached. I child to children. You know, you get attached, but then you need to learn how. But at the, and then again, I must say that getting attached and removing yourself, you have psychological traumas too that you need to deal with. Your mental health too is at risk. Doctors, pharmacists, caregivers, nurses, our mental health is also at risk. That's a topic for another day. How do we protect, renew, regenerate our mental well-being, our mental wellness? Wow. Folks, if you want to call and share a journey you've been through, the lines are open. Let's come back to the the world environment for children. How do you, you know, I've been into typical, we've worked in cancer arenas. I mean, quite often the words are just, let me use the one word, depressing. How do you take children into a ward? How do you create a ward environment for children to keep them just livened? Um, well, we work basically with Lutz, although we also attend to train at, at um, Orthopedic Hospital Lebobi and the Lagos State University Hospital Lassut. But because I trained at Lutz, I'm more at home at Lutz, and that was actually where we started. You know, so we um, had initially we were able to raise funds to do a, um, a ward, and we were maintaining that ward. Our ward had AC, we got duvets, colorful duvets, you know, and then, like I said, we normally have meetings every end of month. And then, so, we were able to, to talk with the parents, because really and truly, some of our problems are actually ourselves. Some of the, at the beginning, some of the mothers were on camps and kept the, the ward dirty. But then, with this, um, with this new, new arrangement, we were able to make sure that the, our, our ward was neat and clean and everything you know so it's something and then because they are children i love children and i love parties so i make sure that everywhere is clean and nice and and interesting to be in and then a funny thing happened we now have um, a new ward which was donated by um, the atta family and the lady did a fantastic job in creating like a world standard word you know no i i must say that i'm praying that she, they will allow us to put up pictures and mirrors on the world to make it as child friendly as possible because it's like it's very austere there's nothing fun but it's clean and it's nice and it's functional you know so that's the kind of and then what we're having Last month, September, which was the Child Cancer Awareness Month, we had art workshops, you know, Saturdays, and it is amazing how the children are inspired, what, what is in their head, because we, are, we told them the theme was hope. So 
just you know do whatever it is and so you can see them running around and then this beads i'm wearing we actually you know an artist came and taught us how to make the the mothers the children you know so such fun and then i believe that that too gives them longer lives because they look forward to it so we have artists we have teachers we have um, nutritionists we have different people come to give talks and interact with the children not only interact with them, but also with their parents because their their mindset is somewhere else the fear of losing their children the fear of the finances the fear of so many things so those few two three hours that we spend with them at least takes their mind off that problem and then sometimes we actually have people come and say okay fine this 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 child we are going to um offset their bills and i must say again that we have a lot to thank the catholic church for because the saint vincent de paul of so many different um parishes have come to our aid one time or the other giving us millions of naira to offset these children's bills we will continue this dialogue and go into underlying causes factors that create high incidence of this challenge with children our guest today has been dr mrs neka mwobi with the double, double b, b. <laughs> of the children living with cancer foundation you heard the tentacles that they're involved in from wards to group support groups please if you can be of help reach out to children living with cancer foundation you're online i presume yes we are all right so with us again next week and we'll take this discussion even further stay tuned for saying it with music with uncle Sonny rabo who is in the military green this morning a track suit like he was done some serious physical activity today and that youthful smile have a blessed week thank you